Hey friends, welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dozinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. Happy Memorial Day! I had a nephew born this past week, so that's big news around here. Also, shout out to Allie and Zeke who are getting married today. And I hope the rest of you are doing something fun and enjoying this holiday weekend. I really can't believe that it's already the end of May. And you know what else I can't believe? That we are on episode 100 of the Brave Marriage Podcast. You guys, it has flown by. I'm so thankful to be with you today and to have you all continue listening in. And in celebration of the 100th episode of the Brave Marriage Podcast and its two-year anniversary, it's time for another giveaway. This year, I'm asking you, first and foremost, to rate and review the podcast. I'd love to reach 100 ratings and reviews, and I'm asking you to help me meet that goal. Once you rate and review the show, you can earn additional entries by submitting your relationship questions to be answered on a future podcast episode this fall. So if you've already left a rating and review in the past, thank you, and you can go ahead and enter by submitting your relationship questions. The link will be in the show notes. And if you haven't left a rating and review, please start there, and then you can earn additional entries as well. First prize will be a $100 Amazon gift card, and second and third prize will be a $50 Amazon gift card. So please check out the show notes for entry instructions and enter today by leaving a rating and review. Winners will be announced on June 15th, so you've got just under three weeks to get it in. In preparing for the Relational Health series, I actually listed several more themes that regularly come up in my practice, but I want to wrap up this series today with some encouragement for you that whatever you're going through in your marriage, you're not alone in your journey. I was working with a couple recently, and as I read between the lines of what they were essentially asking me, they were wondering, is this normal? Do other couples go through similar things? And in moments like that, my heart becomes so tender toward my clients. I feel so much compassion for them because this can be a vulnerable question. They're asking, one, are we normal? Two, are we safe here? And three, is there hope and help for our marriage? So what I'd like to do today is answer these three questions for you, whether you've thought about working with me or someone else or trusting someone else with your relationship, because these are important questions to ask and have answered. And if your personal answer to any of them is no, then that's a helpful indicator to trust your instincts and to find other couples, mentors, a pastor, and or a professional marriage therapist who can accept you where you are, normalize your experience, and at the same time, who can walk with you and help you work toward health and wholeness in your life and marriage. So to answer question number one, are we normal? Yes, you are. All couples have relational struggles. But you know, I forget sometimes that because I'm regularly invited into married couples' lives, that these same couples don't often expose their vulnerable selves in everyday life with the same transparency they do in therapy. So things that I'm talking about with couples on a regular basis, like conflict, escalations that neither partner is proud of, struggles with sexual intimacy, ways that the ego gets in the way, speaking and acting unlovingly, these are not the same conversations that other people are having throughout their normal day. 
Couples often don't volunteer their fears, desires, or vulnerabilities, but that doesn't mean they're not experiencing them. Any person or couple who desires change and growth and health in their lives and marriages is wrestling through conflict, confrontation, and disagreement from time to time, managing their own thoughts, feelings, hopes, and struggles, while at the same time trying to navigate their spouses. In fact, if couples aren't wrestling through these things and working things out in themselves and in their relationship, then something probably is off. So just know you are not the first couple to go through what you're going through, and you certainly won't be the last. No matter how you may feel, when you're alone at home, in your head, or in a context where it seems like everyone else is doing fine. And it's not that who you are and how you relate to one another isn't complex, it is. But the patterns and dynamics that you're experiencing, both psychologically and interpersonally, those are not unique to you. There are patterns of human behavior and understanding of how relational systems work that have been studied and can provide hypotheses and or explanations as to what's going on relationally. So trust me when I say that whatever you're feeling and experiencing is normal. There are valid reasons for why you feel the way you feel and for where your relationship is. And even still, even though I know this because of what I do, there have been moments in my own marriage where I've wondered the same thing, especially in the beginning. I remember having thoughts like, no one else knows what this is like or how hard this is for me. Or thoughts like, People would be shocked and appalled if they knew how my anger and disappointment manifest sometimes because I'm shocked by it and what marriage seems to be doing to me and bringing out in me, <laughs> right? I'm making fun of myself here, but has anyone else engaged in similar cognitive distortions like these, like I have? If you can relate to any of the thoughts, feelings, struggles, or dynamics mentioned so far, then like the title of this episode suggests, don't worry, you're normal. The last thing I want to be sure to say here is that normal doesn't necessarily mean healthy. Let me explain. All couples have conflict, meaning there are times where couples disagree, and there are times when couples are forced to confront themselves or their spouses. This is not a bad thing. This relational struggle is precisely how we grow. And just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean I'm not still a human with good and bad days or that my husband and I never get frustrated or impatient or disagree with one another. We're humans. We have blind spots, growth areas, and room for personal improvement. It's just that we have to be willing to confront ourselves while at the same time practicing self-acceptance and we have to be willing to confront each other, while at the same time practicing non-judgment. So while there's nothing new relationally under the sun, there are healthy ways to communicate and work through conflict and repair your relationship. And there are unhealthy ways to fight and fume and relate to one another. And it's those unhealthy ways of relating over time that become habits and entrenched patterns, which often land couples in my office. And that leads me to the second question couples have, which is, are we safe here? Couples sometimes come in for marriage therapy feeling nervous or anxious about how their story is being perceived. And sometimes at the end of an intake session, clients will get overwhelmed by their own stories and say things like, you probably have no idea what to do with us. 
or we're going to be quite the challenge for you. But again, what they're wondering is, are we safe here? Can we trust you? And this too is normal. It's normal and healthy to make sure that the person you're entrusting your relationship with is in fact someone you can trust. I remember when Evan and I went to a marriage counselor the first time after we'd lost a pregnancy and we were having trouble communicating and understanding each other's differing experiences around our loss. And I remember feeling really self-conscious, like even though we were there to seek help and someone else's expertise for our marriage, I still wanted this person to think well of us, you know? But as I grew to trust her, I was able to settle down with my desire to please or perform or appear a certain way, knowing that I could trust her to both hear us and help us. So there's wisdom in this question as you choose who you do and don't share the sacred parts of your marriage with. If you feel unheard, unseen, or invalidated in what you share, that's a cue that it's not a safe space for you. If, on the other hand, you only feel supported and validated and empathized with, that's another cue that it's not a safe space for you. Not in the same sense, but in the sense that if someone else is supporting you, praising you, and making excuses for you or your behavior, does it feel good? Sure. But do you or your relationship grow from that? Not at all. Safe doesn't necessarily mean comfortable. Let me give you a concrete example. When Evan and I were engaged, the first premarital counselor we sought was a referral from a local church, and we got matched with a lay counselor who'd been trained in Prepare and Rich, but him knowing that I was getting my master's in marriage and family from a seminary led this counselor to side with me. He assumed that I knew more than him and more than my fiancé, and catered to me while making other assumptions about Evan and telling us things like, you know, in the Old Testament, men were called to stay home from the war in the first year of marriage. Therefore, Evan, you need to stay home, cater to your wife, and essentially your relationship will go well. Okay, to be clear, this is terrible marriage advice and counsel. <laughs> That's literally the opposite of what I needed if I was to have a chance of growing personally or relationally. And what's so interesting now, being on the other side of that, is that Couples try to do this with me all the time, subconsciously, of course, but they will try to win me over to their individual side in an attempt to enlist me in getting their spouse to change. But take my word for it, that's not something you really want, I promise you. It's not healthy to want that because a therapist who's siding with one spouse isn't for your marriage, and they're not really for you if what they're doing is propping up your immaturity. Now compare that with our marriage counseling experience, where we saw a Christian psychologist who normalized our experience, helped us understand what was happening, and challenged us to grow personally. I remember having a reaction to something she said to me, and my first thought was, maybe she's not seeing our relationship clearly. Like, maybe I'm not explaining something well enough. <laughs> and then it was to think, surely I'm above what she's saying. Like, surely I'm more mature than this. But neither of those was the case, you guys. She was seeing our relationship more objectively than I was as a party in it. And I was having this reaction because her question created discomfort. But therapy is such a unique experience in that you're inviting discomfort if you wish to grow. 
So you've got to come to terms with that and figure out how to tolerate someone confronting you and telling you the truth in service of you becoming better, in service of saving or strengthening your marriage. Because the only outcome of me being challenged and confronted on my own stuff is that I had to wrestle with myself in ways that I might not otherwise. I had to ask hard questions of my relationship to be sure that everything was getting brought to light. See, safety plus discomfort equals growth. Which leads me to the third question that couples regularly have, which is, is there hope and help for our marriage? Answer, yes. There's always hope for you and for your marriage. I believe that God can redeem anyone and anything. And yes, there is most certainly help. But here's the thing. That help might look differently than you hoped it would. Help for your marriage may look like what you'd expect, like developing better communication and conflict skills and being more intentional in your time together. Or help for your marriage may look like being asked to self-confront in ways you haven't before. It may look like having someone point out your relational dynamic, how what you're both doing is contributing to the unhappiness and unhealth between you. It may look like someone helping you uncover the obstacles standing in the way of intimacy in your marriage. And it may look like having someone expect more of you than other people may have in the past and challenging you to push yourself past your comfort zone and rise up to the person that you have the potential to be, that person that your therapist can see and the marriage that your therapist can see and hold out for you. What I'm trying to get at is that the hope and help you need may require more of you than you think. It may require more time, effort, self-reflection, fortitude, and perseverance than anyone's ever asked of you before. But just because you've never done it doesn't mean that you can't. You can. And just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Doing hard things makes us better, never worse. And finally, in attempting to help you normalize your experience, I want to talk about the people who can help. There are pastors, family members, friends, small groups, people whom you know you can trust, confide in, and confess your sin to, who you know will be for your marriage. Perhaps your first act of courage is reaching out to one of them. And like we've talked about, if they're safe, they will accept you where you are, help you normalize your experience, and encourage or confront you in the truth. Then there are pastoral counselors and Christian counselors who can support and encourage you. And if they're safe, they will help guide you into truth and encourage you in your faith, your life, and relationship. But they will also communicate to you the extent of their training and understanding of your situation. That is to say, while what you're going through may be normal, they might not be the one to help because they don't have the experience or expertise needed to help you. In such cases, there are licensed professional counselors to help with individual issues, and there are licensed marriage and family therapists to help with marriage and family issues. And then, there are specializations within those roles as well. For example, as someone who only works with married couples all week long, I tend to specialize in couples therapy, relationship dynamics, and systemic issues. 
I take a systems approach and I talk a lot about differentiation and differentiated unity, but I'm not a specialist in child-centered play therapy or addictions counseling, for example. So just because there are helping professionals doesn't mean that every one of them can help everyone. Are you with me? And if someone is unable to help you, it means nothing about your relationship. It simply means that you haven't found the right specialist for what your relationship requires. And by the way, it's every helping professional's job to know the extent to which they can help, to know their scope of competence, training, experience, and expertise. And that sometimes, loving and serving others well means knowing how to help couples find the help that they truly need. So remember, there is hope for you in your marriage. There are safe places and people to help move you toward the outcomes you desire, even if the help you need looks different than what you might have hoped. But take heart that whatever you're going through is normal. You're okay. You're not an anomaly, and you're not beyond the scope of help. But you do have to participate in your own change and transformation process. And when you do, when you trust the Lord, yourself, your spouse, and certain professionals to help in ways that empower you, your marriage, and others, our world will be better for it. As the kingdom of God is made more visible through your testimony and through your union. Let it be so, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your action step for today is to say a prayer yourself for God to lead you in your own personal and spiritual growth and in your own relational and marital journey. Ask him to give you courage to take your next right step toward health and wholeness. And I'll have links to connect you with helping professionals in the show notes if you need them. All right, friends, don't forget about the giveaway this week. I look forward to reading what you write. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Just as fragile